Praise God. And we're going to be using, we're going to be inviting him to do some stuff this summer with us. Amen. Too many Hispanic folks out here. Too many folks that speak. I mean, I can say hola and andale and, you know, a couple things, you know. You know, I can speak a little bit of Spanish, you know. Gracias. Uh, a couple things I can, I can speak in Spanish, but... Uh, you know, we need somebody to relate to those folks that are all around us. And so that's the way they do it. And so thank you for coming up with us. Amen. Love this man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love his spirit. The book of Amos, little book of Amos. It's a, it's a, it's a minor prophet. doesn't mean it's less value or less important than Isaiah or Jeremiah. It just means it's just not as much of it call it the, one of the minor prophets. Amos chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 11 and 12. You're probably going to wonder, this is like a strange title on this thing here, but but we'll try to do something with it. I felt like God gave this to me the other night, and he didn't tell me what to say and what to preach. He just gave me the scripture and just left it up with me, and I wrestled with it for a little while. Amos 3, starting at verse 11. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I like the way that starts out, don't you? Ain't messing around. This is what God's about to say here. An adversary, there shall be even round about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. Thus saith the Lord, as a shepherd takes thee out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria, in the corner of a bed, and in Damascus, in a couch. Hallelujah. I'd like to preach to you about two legs or a piece of an ear. I told you it was going to be like, wow, what's he going to say? Two legs or a piece of an ear. <laughs> Might have to help me with this one, bro. <laughs> At least I got your attention, didn't I? And I didn't even have to mispronounce a word. I could get back on my Spanish and have your attention. Hallelujah. Let's just believe God here. We need help. In Jesus' name. Lord, amen. We, we're trusting you today in the name of the Lord to speak to our spirits and speak to our hearts. You know the battles that we're in, the struggles. Amen. You know how the enemy has attempted to destroy us. So, God, we're just simply asking you, Lord, to move in. Amen. And help us with these struggles and these battles. We believe you. Amen. We ask what we ask in faith. Amen. We need your anointing for deliverance. We need your anointing to receive. Amen. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. You could smile at a couple people before you're seated. Amen. And then we'll get going here. Hallelujah. Y'all look good today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Two legs. And I will try to stick with my notes because I really would have problems if I didn't. And I did write all of this, but I, I don't, you know, and I felt it yesterday and last night. And, uh, there's a lot of messages that I don't need notes on. There's messages that I've been preaching for so many years that, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't know how to use a note, and I and that's how I do that. But there are certain things that I feel like God gives me, and I say, 
I need to write this down. I need to take this down because I might mess up this thing and not say it like I think I need to. Amen. And so two legs are a piece of an ear. This was this was a reference of what would be left of Israel after the enemy was done with them. We are no match for the enemy. We shouldn't play around with the enemy. We shouldn't feel like, oh, I've got this. It's not gonna matter if I miss a little church or if I don't pray today. And already I heard a few people clap their hands, you know, when Brother Johnson announced a 30-day fast. And I'm like, what's wrong with these people? (laughs) But I did notice at the same time there were others who did not clap. You were honest. (laughs) Nobody gets excited about missing meals. Nobody gets excited, you know, so, but probably that's not the bad part. That's just natural. That's normal. But the bad part, and I'll just drive a nail every once in a while as I go here. Some of us right here in this room didn't even think twice about it. You thought, I'm not doing that. I'm just just saying that, all right? Amen. Hallelujah. It seems as though Israel had drifted into a lifestyle of sin, Just do things my way. Just not worry about what the church is doing. It's a nice place to go. We can feel a couple of goosebumps when we get there. The preacher brings things out every once in a while that's kind of interesting, and we'll just decide whether it was as good as the last preacher preached or not, and then we'll go home. But we won't let it interfere with our lifestyle. We won't let it bother how we live and how we make decisions. And and, and we'll we'll just start. Church is just kind of a nice thing. We can meet new people there. This is where Israel had had gotten to. And so, you know, it seems as though Israel, you know, had, had just, it didn't happen automatically. It didn't happen quick. It's just a mindset. It's a lifestyle. Amen. Not only were they backslidden, if we'll read this, this whole uh, book be, or this portion before we get to our text, amen, where you'll kind of see where we are, amen. They weren't, just, they weren't just in a backslidden condition, amen. They would not regard the words, of counsel from the man of the Lord. The prophet would prophesy to them and they had decided they were just gonna pick through that and they would take what they want and then they'd leave the rest. In other words, again, it's just not gonna bother me. I've already decided what I'm gonna do and how I'm gonna do it and there ain't no preacher. Let me tell you something. You know, I mentioned it here Wednesday night. I spoke with a person probably for two hours the other day, amen, and I was amazed and told them so how they complain. This is where it gets to. This is a long way out there now, all right, and, and I don't suspect anybody's that far out, but went all the way back and felt like God had no right to create a situation like this. You know, but I kept saying, but but he he didn't make robots. Is that what you wanted him to make? You know, he, he didn't make zombies. He made human beings with the ability to choose. And God, no, God did not send people to hell. No, he did not. He, there is the opportunity to go there. You can go there if you want. You're, everybody comes to the crossroads. But he gave them an opportunity to miss that horrible, ugly place. Amen. And so when they're, this person is complaining about this, how God, I said, now you're complaining about how God's running his business? The God that had enough power to speak this universe into existence. 
heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. I'm not complaining about how he's running what he's doing. I'm just happy that he showed me a way out of this thing. I, I get excited. I look at the other side of it. Yes, hell is bad. It's hot. Eternity is long. Amen. But God made a way for me to escape that place. You know what? There's folks that even complain about how he did it. You know, when people come to the altar, if people don't pray just right, if people don't preach, don't preach just right, if the song is not just the right one. There's, listen, let me tell you something. Listen, when I got hungry for God, it didn't matter what anybody else was doing in the room. It didn't matter how loud they got, how high they shouted. It was a deal that was going on between me and the Lord. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to. I found my way of escape. Listen, if the house is on fire and there's a door over there, a way of escape, do you think anybody's gonna complain about that one door? It should have been over here or it could have been this way. No, 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 it doesn't matter. I've just gotta get out of this place. I'm gonna get through whatever door has been provided for me. When we get hungry enough for God, Amen. Then we'll just do whatever God tells us to do. Israel was in a bad shape. God had promised the judgment is coming through the prophet and that's how he speaks normally. And there are folks sitting around, somebody mentioned the other day, they're sitting around waiting on God to bring an angel and bring, you know, maybe him, him himself come down and, and just tell them, no, no, God uses men and women, all right? Human vessels of clay. And so, so listen up. I feel like God's speaking to some of us right now. Hallelujah. The thing that Amos points out to these folks, amen, is that God's people are not immune from God's judgment. And so uh, we, need to, we need to get in here close to God and, and uh, you know, avoid the judgments of God. Now, let me talk about the judgment just a moment. Some people get offended about God being judgment. He's bigger than we are. He can do whatever. whatever. Listen, it's not like God is, is up there or wherever he is that people put him with this mallet. And when we step out of line, you know, he conks us real good. It's not like that. No, here's how you have to look at that. You have to look at God as in the beginning when he set this up, he placed some laws or principles. He put them in order here. He put them in place. You know what? I'm, think about it. Why don't we go spiritualize this just a little bit? But, but think about gravity. I am so glad that God created gravity. It keeps us from, you know, falling off the face of the earth and just going out into, the, into space somewhere. Gravity is a handy thing when you're trying to walk and go. I don't know, it gets a little heavy sometimes, you know, but, but, but we, need, we need gravity. But the same gravity, if we got up on a high building somewhere and we just decided to step off of this building, now what are we gonna do? We're gonna like, man, this gravity. And I'm gonna blame God because he created it. It'd be devastating. You know, I love to get the fire in my fireplace and, and put the heat, you know, put, get the heat in the little room and, you know, I love to mess around with the fire a little bit. It's just so handy and it heats up the room and it's cozy and it's beautiful and it looks nice. But if that same handy, nice, little warm fire 
You know, that's why that I like, you know, we got the screen and we got another screen that sits up there just in case the logs burn down and one falls and rolls out. That same nice, wonderful, little cozy fire, if it gets loose in my house, it can burn my house down. There, these things are laws and principles. That's how the judgments of God, not that God can't zap. He did it in the New Testament. A couple people, Ananias and Sapphira, they lied to the Holy Ghost and God smote them right there. It can happen. But generally, it's decisions that we keep making over and over. I've always said this. You know, hey, I, I, I hate Highway 140. First off, you can get a ticket on it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what a bad place for the I get I get mad at the police every time I ask them, what are they doing here? I mean, I could drive probably uh, 80 or 90 for no problem out there, you know, because it's wide and it's safe. They get out here and get people. I mean, in probably one of the safest places. And and in my mind, they're making revenue. (laughs) It's a good place, just an easy place because you just kind of put the pedal down because it's safe. And they just, but but another reason, it's dangerous at times during rush hour, going morning and night. And you know what? We need that road out there. But you know what? We don't let our kids play in the road. This is what, people do they they do dumb stuff and then when things happen amen they reap a harvest and we may talk about that just a little bit and then blame god no if you step off the building that's what happens if you play in the highway that's what happens it's not god's fault if you keep missing the house of god if you keep being judgmental if you keep an ugly spirit if you stay jealous, the scripture has plenty to say about things like this. That's how God eventually judges us and there comes a harvest, amen, and we have to reap that harvest and it's not fun sometime, amen. Let, let, let's look at um, uh, let me get back on my notes just a little bit. Boy, y'all quiet. <laughs> I think y'all still wondering about this title. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want us to focus on the uh, on that remnant. That's the King James word used in there. Remnant that would make it through the horrible test that would destroy the vast majority of the people. The true Christians throughout history, folks, have represented God's faithful remnant to a lost world. A remnant, let's look at that just a moment. I think we already know, but let me just let me just do this. A remnant is a small remaining quantity of something. It's just simply the remains. It's a residue. Or we could say a remnant is just a leftover. Not the main thing, but it's just what's left over. It simply means just a few. Oh, 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 we are a few. The church has always been outnumbered by the world. The road is not the broad road, but it's a straight and narrow way. Hallelujah. Amen. But, 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 but we have a great shepherd. And, the, and our text mentions a shepherd here. That shepherd watches over us and he protects us. 
Hallelujah. We gotta keep that in mind. He talks about judgment. I'm gonna judge you. You've backslidden. You've forgotten about me. You've ignored me, ignored my prophets, and, and we're gonna judge you. But there is a remnant. There is a, a residue. There is a leftover that I'm gonna take and I'm gonna blow your mind with that. This world is not gonna know what hit them and it's not gonna take a whole lot of people. It's not gonna take the football stadiums full of people that we dream about with people coming into the church and receiving that great wonderful experience that God has promised to every one of us. I mean, we didn't understand. Although God's forgiveness has always been available to his people, it has not been unconditional. Now that word's used quite a bit. We just saved no matter what. That's not, that's not true if you read the whole, all right? If you read the whole, it, it's been dependent on the personal repentance of the individual or sometimes even the nation. <clears throat> if the angels that sinned, think about it a moment. The Bible said the angels that rebelled against God, they were cast out. Now think about it, folks. They were already there and disobeyed God. And they were, where, where, where do you think we stand in all of this? We've, we've, not even, we've not even made it yet. If the righteous, the Bible said, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly appear? Just a question that God puts here before us. This, this is not something he wants us to think that we're gonna, we're gonna take the message of, of, of grace plus nothing equals salvation. That's not true, folks. That's a lie from the pits of hell to trick us and make us, in fact, the Bible says we're not supposed to be at ease in Zion. That means you don't need to come here to relax. I heard one guy tell me one time, he'd go to this little church and he said, nobody's there. Educated man. He'd just go there and he loved to go there because he could believe anything he wanted. Nobody messed with him. Nobody preached to him. Nothing, just nothing. It was just a quiet place. And he would go there and feel the presence of God. Listen, just feel such a sweet peace here. I don't know if it was even God that he was feeling. You know, you can open your mind up so much. It's like the guy said, we gotta have an open mind. I say, well, some people open their mind so much that their brain falls out. You don't need to do that. You need to have a structure. You need to have a set of rules here, biblical rules, all right? Hallelujah, amen. Once in a while I hear a Christian talk about how much they gave up. I don't, I don't say this in these terms, but you can pick up on it a little bit. You know, to be an evangelist, to become a pastor, and, and how much they sacrifice. And they could have been this, or they could have been that, and, and or, or, you know, they could have been much more successful than what they are. They could have made a lot more money if they hadn't answered the call and said yes to God. I have to confess with you, it, it, it rankles within me when people do that. I have to make a confession to you. I gave up some things too. I gave up a lot of heartache. I gave up a lot of pain. I gave up confusion. I gave up some shame. And the list is long. It goes on and on what I gave up to get where I am right now. By no stretch have I made it yet. I certainly have not arrived to the place where I need to be right now, but I'm not where I used to be. Amen. There was a pit 
that God called me out of. I don't know why he did it. I don't know what he saw in me. Amen. But, but, but he, I gave up some things. That's how I look at that situation. I'd probably be an alcoholic right now, even if, if I was even alive. That's where a lot of my family, that's the direction they went in. But you know what? I'm just a remnant. Something that nobody wanted. But God saw something. All I can, that's all I can say. I'm a piece of an ear that the good shepherd took them from the lion's mouth. You, have you seen that? Have you looked at that picture? Have you visualized that just a little bit? I don't know if you've seen anything that dead that a wild beast has devoured and, and eaten up and there's always little pieces and it's ugly. It's a nasty looking situation and it's, it, it, you know, it's gut wrenching at times and, it, you know, a lion can devour things and eat them up and, but yet it's just a, it's just a piece here and a bone there and a, and, and, and that's what the, you know, it, it's a, it's a tragic situation, a, a tragic picture that's painted here. Amen. For us to see, this is what God was saying that our lives look like. This is where we are when the world has its way with us. What's the old saying? Let me tell you, it looks nice and it's enticing. Amen. The advertisements look good. Amen. But the world will take you where you don't, it'll take you further than you want to go and it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And I'll just add one more. It'll cost you more than you want to pay. And to get out of that, we need help because all's left of us sometimes is just a couple of legs and a piece of an ear. But you know, that's the situations that the world says, oh, that's hopeless. I'd like to talk about that just a little bit. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at the text just a little closer. What in the world would anyone want with two legs, now this is what the scripture said. I don't want to take this out of context. I don't want to preach anything out of this that's not in there, all right? But I do feel like God can give us, uh, you know, a, a little inspiration here. I can go on I, I, with the help of God. I can't do it, by, but with God's help, I can make this step. I, I can make some progress in my life and with my family and with my, my job and, and whatever it might be. God just might decide to heal me. I don't have much to offer, God, but, but whatever I have here, I'm, I'm giving it to you. It's yours. Hallelujah. Amen. But what would anybody want with a couple of leg bones and a piece of ear? Why would the shepherd even bother with these small parts of something that had been devoured. Nothing of any worth. I mean, you go by stuff like that, some wild animal devoured something. Look, look, that's all that's left. You don't want to get near that. No, but it says the shepherd took it out of the mouth of the lion. In fact, he was still eating it. Our shepherd can do stuff like that. He was going to devour the rest of it, it looks like. But he, all, all that was left after he got done with it was just to pieces. Amen. Let me, let me tell us what I think God's trying to get across to us here. This is the perfect picture 
of us when God finds us in the murk, in the mire of this world. Amen. Amen. This remnant is a what I call a high-definition photograph of those who who we deem as being, you know, just too far gone. I mean, we in the church, even though God, that's where he pulled us, that's where he brought us from, sometimes we get in the church and we get victory or we don't have to worry about smoking. I don't, tobacco doesn't bother me anymore. It just stinks to high heaven. I'm glad it does. I'm not, I don't worry about alcohol and you don't, you can just put it all around me. It doesn't bother me. God delivered me from that. I know what it'll do to you. I know where it'll take you and you may not get back. Hallelujah. Amen. But but sometimes we forget that and we see other folks who are bound by these things. It's kind of like we've prayed to prayer. Man, I'm saved now. I don't have to worry about all that. Me and my four and no more. No, no, no. There's a world out there that the lion still has them in his mouth. There's not much left now. So that by that, we just, you know what, hey, man, they just, you know, they just, you know, they're gone, you know. No hope for these people. They've gone over the line. Amen. You know, if that was the case, then the Hebrew, the, remember the three Hebrew boys? They would have just burned up in the fire furnace. God keeps showing us over and over and over what he can do. And not only what he can do, but what he does, he just keeps on doing this. Daniel, if that's the case, Daniel would have been devoured by the hungry lions. Israel would have been stuck in Egypt on the wrong side of the Red Sea until somebody built a bridge. That's not how it worked though. Amen. Oh, I forgot. God doesn't need a bridge. (laughs) He doesn't have to have a bridge. Hallelujah. He just sent a strong east wind and it blew all night long. Amen. They had already begun to murmur. They had already begun to complain. Amen. That Moses done led us out here and we hear the, the chariots and we hear the horses and, and, and Pharaoh's gonna catch up with us and destroy us. But God was working. And when they woke up the next morning and looked out across there, there was dry land, amen. They marched across on dry ground. That's what God can do, amen. Listen, my my intention was to be inspirational here. I I hope I can be just a little, amen, but but, but I, I just feel like maybe we need a little bit more to be a little more, We need to be informational maybe, at least just a little bit, amen. Listen, if I put my trust in man, I'll get what man can give me. If I put my trust in money, I'll get what money can give me. But if I put my trust in God, if my faith is in God, hallelujah, then we'll get what God can give us. Hallelujah, amen. Proverbs 16 and 18, this is the the informational part. Amen. Hope it's inspirational too, all right? Maybe instructional. Proverbs 16 and 18, you know the it's scripture we use. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. In other words, haughty just seems just just means arrogant. 
So you got an arrogant spirit. You got your, hey, listen, you're just a piece of an ear. That's all we are. What do we got to put our chin up in the air about? Somebody said, one time they said, you know, this guy's got his nose stuck up so high, if he got outside and it rained, he'd drown. <laughs> we, don't, we, have no, we have no need to do that. We have no reason to do that. And then the opposite of what God said would destroy us, that's what he said, pride goes before destruction. The opposite of that, amen, is humility. And watch, there's a scripture here, 1 Peter 5 and 6. Here's what he said. Now, I want to put this together for us in a minute. I, I, I want it to be relevant. I want it to be something I can use when I leave here. Amen. Or at least start working on. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. All right? That's the directive right there. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Why? That he may exalt you at the proper time or in due time. The opposite of being, if you're proud, he said, you'll be destroyed. That's where that leads. If you're humble, just keep yourself humble, amen, then God will exalt you at the right time. I know I think that it's way past time. <laughs> I've been doing this a, a long time. God, where are you? Time's not right yet. Y'all know I pushed the button that time right where we are. Come on, God. I'm praying for patience and give it to me now. That's basically what that means. Amen. <clears throat> Is there anyone in this room that would like for God to lift you up? I don't think I would have a no vote in this place. I think that everyone, it's unanimous. We would love for God to lift me. Hallelujah. I want to be something. I want to go somewhere. I want more money. I want better health. We all, that's our human nature. Nothing wrong with that. You just have to put it in its proper perspective. Yeah. Amen. God's clear instruction was to humble yourself under his mighty hand. That's the direction right here. Now, I'm gonna use a little bit of what we use Wednesday night. We washed feet around here Wednesday night. Washed feet. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Nothing more humiliating than having someone now, I'm, I don't want to wash anybody's feet. But worse than that is somebody washing my feet. That's the truth of the matter. Some of y'all wasn't here. Y'all need to be. <laughs> we need to do it again. Verse 15 in that 13th chapter of John says, Jesus said, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. <clears throat> so he said, this is how you do it. Now, we just read scriptures about pride will destroy, well, leads to destruction. It'll destroy you. Humbleness, if you keep staying humble, working on it, prefer your brother, prefer your sister, then God will, oh, it, it becomes spiritual. It becomes supernatural. Y'all want a spiritual touch? Obey the Lord. Obey scripture. God would begin to work in your life. God would begin to do things. God would begin to open. That's what I'm getting out of this. In due time, God will do some things for you right here. Now, Wednesday night, we followed the instructions of our Lord here, and we washed one another's feet. Now, you know, I was not looking forward to this. 
Can I just be honest with you? I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being truthful here. It just, just wasn't, it just wasn't my cup of tea. So we prayed, and I've never done this before. Never prayed this prayer. I've always read the scriptures, and we're going to obey God. And we're going to do this. I'm not sure how I've done, but I did something and prayed a prayer that I've never prayed before. I said, God, everything, every directive that you give us, there is some benefit. You're fair. You're equitable. You're honest. You're true. And so maybe it was the spirit that just hit me. There's something that we can benefit. He said, give and it shall be given. You know, obedience is better than sacrifice. So God, I've always, we just, that's what it said. And Jesus said, there's an example. And folks spiritualize this, Brother Johnson. It's so, so easy. And so, oh, we'll just, oh, we'll just, that's just spiritual. You just, I'm humble. Yeah, right. The moment you say that or think that, if you was humble, then you're not anymore. Because a humble person don't have to tell anybody they're humble. <laughs> when you tell somebody that you're humble, then that just you just cease to be humble. But my prayer, and I, I, it, it wasn't a written prayer. It was just something. I said, God, you give us the benefit. We're going to be obedient to you. We're submitting to you, God, obeying your commands here. And we're going to do this. And again, God knew the battle. I'm not not going to do it. I'm never going to just say, we're not going to do it. No, no. I'm just telling you how. I, I, I'm not looking forward to washing anybody's feet. I don't care how clean they are or how beautiful they are. Even though the Bible said how beautiful are the feet of those who carry the gospel. So I got pretty feet. God said I did. <laughs> but I'm struggling with that. Brother Johnson, I'm struggling. You know, just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. But I can't wait to get done with that and get my shoes back on and go home. Just leave all this here. But we said, God, give us the benefits that you have. Whatever it is, God. And I, I didn't think about it anymore until I got, I'm just, I'm, I'm closing. In fact, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just closing. When I got back in there with the men, we separated the men out, we put the men in the back. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know this is not a typical Sunday where we're just ranting and raving here. I understand that. But I, I think it's very important. When I got back, the ladies were in here. We got the pans ready and the towels ready. And, and Brother Chris began to wash my, he just was there and said, hey, I want to wash your feet. And I said, okay. You know, I think if I'd have refused that, I'd have missed out on something something more power but why, and I didn't know it was happening when it was happening I felt the Holy Ghost and I and I, I teared up a little bit and I laid my hand on brother Chris and prayed for him as he knelt before me with my feet in the pan and he washed my feet then in turn I washed his feet and he prayed for me got up but something came over me pastor didn't think about it until later brother Johnson and I'm like oh something happened Here's what happened. This is for somebody in this room. I'm not speaking this very eloquently, but I'm, I'm getting the message across. Something took place. God heard our prayers like he always does. He answered our prayers because I wanted to hug our men. Brother Green, Brother Thompson, Chad was there. And I, I, the thing that came over, listen, I'm, I'm kind of a friendly guy. You know, y'all know, that. Like, hey, how you doing? I have no problem. You don't have a problem with that either. You know, just good personality. Y'all know I do. So I, I can justify it by being friendly. 
I, I, I can justify all that. Like, hey, you know, I'm okay. I, you know, hey, I speak to folks. That's different. That's not what we're talking about. God's trying to take this church to a different level. Oh, so you got all the Bible memorized. Oh, so you pray a lot. Oh, good. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not preaching against that. So you fast a lot. You pay your tithe. Oh, that's good. No, no, no. I'm not talking about it. All that's good for you. That's good for anybody. But there's there's a better, listen, there, there's Baptists and Methodists and Catholics. They're faithful too. You ain't doing no more than people out there and wherever they are. There's people who preach against speaking in tongues. They, they say it's to the devil. And they do that much. Listen, the Pharisees fasted twice or three times a week. They had the whole Bible that they had. They had it memorized. So you can't, you can't out-holy anybody and expect God to get God's attention and his approval. I'm talking about, amen, God, amen, I don't want to wash these feet but I'm just going to say, you know, I said this before. Some, some of y'all might disagree with it. Amen. Brother Tenney, our, our, our bishop, many years ago, he said, if you, could put the, if you could put the whole Bible and sum it up with one word, and I believe him, if you, if you could just sum the whole word of God, what all God was doing, trying to, well, if you would sum it up one word, it would be submission. Somebody says, no, it's love. No, 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 no. No, it's love, all right. But what do you what do you think love will produce? That's what love does. Love does it's not puffed up. It don't it don't you know demand its own way. It submits. That's what that's the that love is right, but submission comes from a spirit of love. And if you're honest, there ain't none of us that wants to submit. We all want to be the boss. We all want to call the shots. We all want to make our own rules. None of us want to fast. I know some of y'all clapped your hands, but you ain't fooling me. You don't want to fast. I've been living in this world too long. But when we submit, humble. That's what he said. Humble yourself. That's submission. Under the mighty hand of God. That's the opposite of being proud. Hey, listen. You're just a piece of an ear or a couple of leg bones that God pulled out of the lion's mouth. Hallelujah. But I got up from back there and I here's the difference and said, hey, how you doing? Glad to have you today. I looked at Brother Chris. I said, Brother Chris, I really... I really appreciate your spirit. I'm, I'm so glad you come to our church. You had a choice. You know, somebody preaching in Mississippi that he runs about the same number. They get 100. They do 150. They, they can make a push and they get may get 200. They're they, they probably just about the size of it. He says, why in the world can't I get past 150? Holy Ghost just clicked right now. I said, you know what, Brother Patton? <laughs> I got the answer for you. I said, because we don't believe that everybody that leaves our church is going to hell. <laughs> that was, I think that was a good answer. I think it was the Holy Ghost. I, I wouldn't mind preaching that and bring our attendance up a little bit. I can't preach what I don't believe, though. But, but, but I, I left Brother Chris and 
there was there was a, there was something there that wasn't there before. I went to the Thompsons. I told Brother Thompson, I said, you know what? I've never met anybody like you. It had to be, Brother Rich, it had to be the Holy Ghost. I hugged my son again. Hugged Brother Green again. Told him how much I appreciated him. Others, listen, that's not in me to do that. It is in me to be nice to you and be friendly. I can, be, I can play the politic game like hug all the babies. No, pat everybody on the back and shake hands. Anybody can do that. But when you look at a person and say, I really want you to be a part of our church. I want you to get on the team with us. We've got work to do around here. We've got a revival to have here. I want, I, I want, listen, people need that. They need to hear it from us. They don't need to take that for granted. Like, well, they might want it. No, 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 we want you to be here. Well, it, 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 takes, it takes washing somebody's feet to get me humble enough to the place where I look at somebody and say, you know, we really want you here in our church with us. God's called us to do some things. We can't do this by ourselves. There's too much to do. And so I'm asking you, amen, to just hang with us here. Amen, amen. I'm excited to see what God's gonna do. Amen, hallelujah. I gotta finish, but I need to close right. Amen. Don't the scripture say to obey is better than sacrifice? You know, if you want to get victory over that pride and arrogance, wash somebody's feet. This could be a foot washing service right now. I have a, I have a friend, two friends. Dwayne Knapp, he's, he's dead now. He's cancer and he left man of faith, loved God, but he was a, he was actually going to church for, for another, with another friend who pastored, Brother Norris Poole, wonderful man of God, humble man of God, awesome preacher. Uh, he visited us when we were having church in the school many years ago, stayed my friend, wouldn't, wouldn't want it to be any other way. But somehow Dwayne Knapp got to murmuring and complain, good man. But he got off into murmuring. He was called to preach, murmuring and complaining about the church. And when you complain about the church, it eventually goes right back to the bishop and the pastor, whoever, because everything rises and falls on leadership. Leadership is simply influence. And so when you're talking about, even if you don't like the, the, the youth pastor, I don't like the youth pastor, but I like, no, no, if you don't like the youth pastor, you probably don't like me because I'm the one who gave him the job. Well, we, we love our pastor, but we don't, we don't like the music director or we don't like the Sunday school director. No, 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 you don't like me either because, you know, these are people that I put in place. So it all makes its way back. It's just an indirect way of complaining, amen, about the whole deal. Well, Dwayne Knapp had kind of fallen in. I believe it's a spirit falling into that. And, and so he was just complaining. He was murmuring. That's what Israel was doing. That's what God didn't like. But you know what happened? Brother Paul knew a little bit about it. Always a little bird comes and tells you. You know a little bit, you know. But you just try to pray through it and pray over it. And you hope the church doesn't split. And, and so, But he told me himself, Brother Paul said, Dwayne Knapp called him. He said, Brother Paul, I'm coming up to your house. He didn't wait, Brother Green, on the church to call a, you know, a foot washing service at the church. Brother, Brother Knapp got to praying. He got to fasting, and the Holy Ghost got a hold of him. And the Lord spoke to him and said, go wash your pastor's feet. Now, that doesn't happen too much 
I don't hear that happening too many. I can think of all. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I apologize. I promise I'll behave myself and I'll pray more and then I'll pay my tithes or whatever. But no, no, no. Washington, I'm telling you, this is a different level, folks. And so even Brother Poole was very, very uncomfortable with it. And he said, I, it just really broke my heart. But he said, Dwayne Knapp came, got his water and his towel, came in, and he knelt down in front of me and washed my feet. You can say it all you want to. You can say it's okay all you want. Oh, I'm okay. No, no, no. But when you kneel down, especially men, it's easier for women to do it, I believe, and they're, they're more tender than we are. But men, I mean, you know, we're, we're a whole different animal here. It's tough for a man to do this. I'm, I'm talking to some men as well as some women. But he knelt down. I'm going to tell you, God did some things. They, they told me things that God did and opened way. They, they, when Dwayne Knapp died, amen, it was years later, but they had continued to be friends, all close friends. Listen, the enemy is here, amen, to separate to divide, to cause division. And didn't the scripture say, mark them that cause division among you? Amen. But God does the opposite. God's here to bring us together. Amen. He's here to close the gap. We have to, we have, to have a spirit of agreement in here. Let's all stand together. Hey, it's kind of an odd style service for me on Sunday, but I just felt this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. have pride in your life and arrogance you got it wash somebody's feet if you're judgmental you're like looking at every situation and trying to size it up who who called you to be the judge if you want to get victory over that judgmental spirit go wash somebody's feet get over and get past how somebody's treated you. Wash their feet. If you're snarky, snippy, cocky, whatever you want to call it. You know, the Bible did say this. Somebody says, oh, that's just the way they, you know. No, no, no. The Bible says from the abundance of the heart. You get a little smarty, toward people you got a little quick sharp answer to everybody that, that that the reason that happens is because that's in our heart that's in our spirit if you want to get victory over that and get to the place where God said he'd bless the humbleness then you need to wash somebody's feet hallelujah and again after all you're just a piece of an ear a couple of leg bones that God's taken out of animal of some sort. I'm expecting more than a song and a dance. I'm expecting more than a sermon and two or three songs. And it all, I'm, I'm expecting, is it alright if we do this, if we say this? I'm expecting more than just coming to church and hearing another sermon. I'm, I'm expecting us to obey God and humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. And I'm expecting him to bring some things to pass 
as he lifts us up and opens some doors and pours out some blessing and helps some folks. Amen. I, I, I tell my, my version of the, the woman that, or the man that had been, been crippled and lame for 38 years sitting by the pool that the angel would come down at a certain season and trouble the water. Now you look at it and I don't, you think I'm just adding things to it. Maybe I am, but it's how I see it. 38 years is a long time. And this man was crippled and miserable and hopeful. And when Jesus got there that day, listen, the Bible said it was a lot of those folks all kind of diseases and crippled folks and sick folks hoping that they could get in the water when the angel would come down at that certain season because whoever got in that water was healed instantly and when Jesus got there he asked the man why aren't you healed he said because someone else always gets in the water before I do does it seem like our life story sometimes we look around and we hear, we don't doubt it. We see the blessings poured out of it and we try to rejoice with them. I heard one preacher say, my God, I'm, I'm hoping I can get to talk to somebody that's got trouble. They said, what do you mean? He said, I'm just sick and tired of everybody coming by and telling me how blessed they are. Because the devil's eating my lunch. Because the Bible said, rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those who weep. But I kind of can relate to the man. I'm like, I've been doing this for a long time. And I've been dreaming about a breakthrough. I'm still dreaming, Brother J.D., about that new building out there. I can see the I can see the dirt work being done. I can see the all the stuff that the county's going to make us do that I'm going to be mad about. Why are they doing that? Hallelujah. But here's how I see all those people. That's how he does it. But they were there. They, were, they didn't give up. They didn't just say, I'm staying home today. I don't know. It probably ain't going to be the day God. I'm just staying. No, no. They were there. But here's how, here's how God did it. Now, I don't know if he did this. This, this, is, this, is, my, this is my way I see it. The crippled man, he, he, see, he didn't heal, didn't heal all of them. He could have. Excuse me, sir. This was God manifested in flesh. He's the same God that put all this together, keeps the earth spinning on its axis, keeps everything in place, seasons, days, nights. Same one. He could have, he could have, no, no, no. He, excuse me, sir. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. I, I, but, and he went through, there's no telling how many folks he went past to get to that one guy. I can't wait, Sister Jan. Hallelujah. Excuse me, he's coming down the aisle now. He's working his way through here. You know, you know how you, you know how you deal with that? Like I don't know when he's gonna do it. I don't know how many times he's gonna walk by me and he's gonna go to somebody else. He's been doing that. He's been doing that a lot. But when he does get ready, when he does get ready to do it. I'm going to be here when he does get ready. I'm going to be here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to take a chance on not being here and that being the day that he was going to heal me and bless me. 
Sunday school this morning. I feel that the messenger is being transformed by the message. God, why don't, why don't we receive this right now? Why, 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 we don't bring out the pans and the towel. Why don't we be willing right now in our spirit? Just bring it on, God. Amen. If somebody wants to wash my feet, they can do that, all right? Because I want what you want. I want to be submissive and humble. Come on, let's accept it right now. Let's pray. Let's just believe God in the name of Jesus. Amen. And this thing will begin to transform us, begin to change us, begin to help us. That's what it's for. You don't need to leave here like you can. Lift our hands. Let's receive it right now. The altar is open. If you'd like to take somebody by the hand, bring them down toward the front. We'll spend a little time.
unto my people I have seen your shortcomings I even see your sins but my focus is upon your faith and I say unto you I have chosen to place my name in this place I have chosen to put my power and my miracles and my work in this place
Let's, let's give thanks to the Lord. Let's give thanks to him right now. Give thanks to him. Come on, let's give thanks. Come on, let's give him thanks. Let's put our hands together right now in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, thank you, Jesus. I want, I want my focus to be in line with God. I don't think, I don't believe according to the Lord's word that he condones sin, neither are we. But I believe his focus, and that's where I want ours, is in the right place. Certainly there are shortcomings. Certainly there are sins. Y'all, y'all need to just like, just like, tell them just to. Uh, not that I can't speak over them, but yeah, just. Hallelujah. Thank you. I, I want to be in alignment with him. Here, here, here's the message. Here's the message. I see a lot of things that are not like God. And if I'm not careful, that's where my focus is going to be. I, I wasn't planning on this. I'm just going by what I felt like God was saying to us. See, he's chosen. In, he didn't say in spite, but it seems like that's what it means. In spite of sin, in spite of the problems, in spite of whatever is not right, he has chosen to put his name here. He's decided he wants to work among us with his power and his authority. So it would be good for us and good for me. To, we see that because we, we're not dumb and we're not blind or deaf. But you don't make that your whole focus. I see that, but guess what? Excuse me, it's time for me to worship the Lord. I, I, I see that, but it's time for preaching right now. I, I, I say all that, yeah, I understand that, but we don't talk about that right now. It's time for me to pray. That's how you do that. And that's how we're going to have a breakout, breakthrough. And you know what? No telling who all, all of you established, established folks. There's no telling who all God's going to bring in here before this is over with. Hallelujah. So get ready for it. Don't be too picky. Wouldn't it be a deal if God sent us folks and then we're picky about who he, we've been praying for him to send us people. Have we not? And then he brings them, we're like, oh, I don't know, we take them or not. No, no, God, we, that's what we ask for. People with weird ideas. Weird people. <laughs> I, I'm excited, folks. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming and responding and listening and putting up. Thank you for worship. Hallelujah. Y'all continue over there.
Just continue. Hallelujah. God bless you. I'm letting you out of here. Thank you for giving in the everything you do. Amen. I love you. I want you to be a part of us. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Thank you all.